Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast, everybody. Antonio, Eric, and Keenan with you as always, back for another great show. And, you know, we just didn't have enough of our guests last week, Jeremy, that we just had to bring him back for a second episode. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Oh, you know, I'm just, just out here podcasting away. Podcasting away, man. Still grinding, still busy from last week. Keenan and Eric, how are we doing tonight, fellas? Happy Thursday. Good. Eric, how are I'm you? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, Keenan. How are you doing? I'm well, Eric. How, how's your draft going, buddy? Uh, I So the one draft, I had my first pick in the fifth round and my first pick in the drafts. Um, other than that, that's how my draft is going. Are we going to split this up into two podcasts, let Anthony and Jeremy talk and you and I talk over them? I really like that. Whatever... Whatever camaraderie you two had <laughs> going on there. <laughs> to fill in our listeners, Antonio was yelling at me and Eric about not uh, saying hi at our last episode. So uh, I I told them I, I take the lead, but then I uh, kind of flipped it on Eric. As usual. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's disrespectful. Disrespectful. That's all we are. We respect all of our listeners. We appreciate all of our listeners. And – we have a schedule release that just came out. So we've had a lot going on this month of May uh, after everything's been so quiet for a little while. Uh, but it just it feels like football is kind of coming back a little bit, right? I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but they're talking about mini camps. They're talking about – and then we'd have a training camp right around the corner in a couple months. And all of a sudden, it's going to be week one. Uh, speaking of week one, we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit. We – as I just said, the schedule release is very fresh. We're just about 24 hours away from that. So uh, we really haven't had a crazy amount of time to scope through that. But we definitely see a lot of good things on week one. Uh, we've also got a mock draft, live mock draft tonight. Uh, like I said, we had Jeremy last week for our top 12 rankings and super flex. It just went so well. We just wanted to do a mock. We have some drafts going on in some of our leagues that we're all in. So we just, we're excited. That's, that's all I can say. We're excited. So who's ready to mock? Oh, I am. I can tell you that. Let's do it. Well, Paul, how many, how many draft picks you got in tomorrow's draft? Uh, he is like 35% of the draft. I was, okay. Was, I've had like 10, <laughs> 10 picks in every single draft and I don't know who I'm cutting yet. So yeah. I, yeah, my rosters a, are, that's I, a I maxed out on the MFL one. I had yeah. to cut somebody to make my last pick. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I was looking for uh trade, trade, uh, partners cause I wanted to get one, one out of the way. And I was looking at everyone's draft pick and draft picks and people had a fourth, a fifth, Maybe one second, maybe one first. I look at Jeremy's and I had to scroll for like, for like three minutes to see all the picks. I'm like, just to get out of the second round. I'm like, I'm like, this guy's cheating. He's taking all the picks from everyone. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a good draft to have. It. Some of them. <laughs> yeah, I, well, we're gonna talk about that. I don't a little bother later asking him. I, I don't bother asking him for draft picks. It would cost me a mortgage payment. I'd have to pay his mortgage next month. <laughs> well, I mean, a, to get a second. I had to quit my job to do the uh, fantasy football, so I got to come up with money somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we got like I said, we have the mafia market coming up a little later, so we're going to talk about some trades. Uh, or actually, why don't we just why don't we get right into actually talking about a trade? It's yeah, off season. We're in the dead of it. Let's start talking about some trades. So let's get into the mafia market. Mafia right. market. Mafia market. <laughs> so. 
who wants to go first? We got Eric and Ke- and Jeremy making a move, and then we got Keenan who made a move. Uh, looks like maybe we should go Keenan first. Eric, <laughs> I don't know what Eric. So, what, what happened, Eric? Well, oh, I man, Eric quit. So Keenan, you made Rage you made quit. a pretty pretty big trade in uh what Jeremy's league. Uh, our ten team one quarterback. Uh, yeah, I uh, we just started our draft. You had the one on one. Yeah, I had the one on one. I was um, leaning towards taking Pitts um, over Chase. Um, the draft got pulled, pushed back a week. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why we pushed it back, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> but, don't even get me started. Yeah, but um, blood pressure up. So I went. I went through everyone's roster, and this is this happened at like. 11 30 12 o'clock i text our buddy eric Bizum, and he was up i was like oh perfect you want to know why i like when people answer at 12 o'clock at night they don't have anyone to go to to ask them how, why if this is a fair trade all right so, oh, so it, it was a fair trade it was a fair trade but there's no one to talk them out of the trade okay so i'll tell you a quick story um so i offer him one 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 i offer him I gotta pull it up. One sec. I'm sorry. It's actually in the. It's, I put it in the doc. So you got one one. Oh, you wanted to say what you started with? Yeah. Hold the on. actual trade was. Yeah. So, so I offered him. I, I got it. I got it. So I offered him one one. Joe Mixon, Gabriel Davis, and and Landry, and you know for Jefferson and Eckler. So he's like, oh, that's a good good offer. I'm like, yeah, let's you know make it happen. So he's like, oh, let me think about it. I'm like. So a few minutes go by. I'm talking to him. I'm like, "How about I'll throw you 2023rd first? Because I wanted Jefferson. I wanted Eckler really bad." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I don't know." I'm like, "All right, I'll throw you a second next year too. Let's get this done right now." He's like, "All right, send it. Send it. Accepts it." The next morning, everyone's freaking out because we didn't. I didn't. I didn't send the emoji with the little light or anything to tell everyone that trade happened. Um, People are, people are losing their minds. Then I, I got a couple tax of people telling me I pay, I overpaid. Then I trade Tannehill for two five, so I got my second round pick and back, and I got rid of Tannehill in a one quarterback. In one so, quarterback. Yeah. So, so so let me break this down. So you traded one one, uh-huh. Joe Mixon, yep. Gabriel Davis, Jarvis yep. Landry, yep, a twenty two second, a twenty three first. And yep. that was for Austin Eckler and Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I think if you break that down, because I was one of the people trying to get one one from you, and I'm still pretty bitter about it because I had Tyree Kill in my offer. So if some of you people can understand, had to be good offer. Anyway, if you break that down, Justin Jefferson to me probably equals the one one in that 23 first. And then Eckler would equal Mixon, Davis, Landry, and then a 22 second. That's that's where you and I kind of differed in that. I definitely see where your move was. You're going trying to win this year, so you know you upgrade at, at uh, running back. Technically, upgrade at a proven wide uh, wide receiver. Don't forget, I got my uh, second round back, second round did, pick, and you still got your second round pick. Now back. I got two years to get my first round pick back. Yeah, <laughs> you, you better not win this year. I'm really banking on you having one one again next year. Honestly, you got my pick. Yeah, I got it. No, so better... well, wait, wait till I make a couple more trades in that league. Yeah. If I have to sabotage your score, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Collusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're all in too many leagues together. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, so, Jeremy, oh, you, <laughs> you made a move uh, 
in the draft. You had one four, and you made a trade with Eric for two twenty-two firsts. I was pretty surprised. He had to do surprised. it. He was going to hit the roster limit. Oh, there he is. He's back. Eric, yeah, <laughs> he's back. Going to hit the roster limit. No, no. That's Came at the right time. Man. I was just very surprised. I mean, I know. Does it have anything to do with the fact you had four picks, or like, do you think just value wise, one four is kind of worth two twenty two two twenty two first? Uh mine was how many picks I have. Yeah, the value is still kind of there. I mean, I feel like it's pretty much the same. I mean, I was banking on Keenan's pick not being crazily good. But, you know, now he's bulking up his rod. Then I wake up in the morning and realize he made the trade that he did. And I'm like, well, there goes that plan. <laughs> but I I don't know. I just figured I had one, three, one, four, eight, and nine. So I already have four of the top 12 running backs, basically. So you got to remember, I had Sutton, McCaffrey, Mixon all go down last year. Oh, just wait. I'm ready. Bring it on. I'm just saying. And who I mean, I, you were I, the only team that beat me last year, other than I was the losing in the championship. Yeah, <laughs> and you were the last team, so yeah. you know, it wasn't just karma. But yeah. no, well, I, I, I also set my roster. Pope, you better be well, careful. I'm, I got a, I got a move in the works. I'm gonna get your guy. Everybody, everybody has moves in the works. I'm jumping I up. I got I'm jumping two. up. He's probably <laughs> listening. Let's get those two trades done, buddy. Oh yeah. my god, it's good to make moves. It's good to make moves, but. You know, let's let's make a move over to the schedule conversation. So, like I said, we, we want to talk about week one, just with how fresh everything is. We haven't divulged fully into everything. But week one, there's a really few interesting games coming up. I think the NFL did a really, really good job setting it up. Uh, just looking at it, like, there, there's no games that's truly disappointing. You know, the Raiders got Monday Night Football again uh, in week one for, like, how many years it, it seems like. Well, they're showing but, off their new stadiums. <sighs> That's that's because last year they had week one. If you look at the schedule, the same almost the same teams had the same primetime games. Um, at least the home team, the home teams, because the NFL didn't have a chance to show off their stadiums with uh, with a full um, fan fans in in the seats, full full stadiums. So that they're just re, they're just doing what they were what their plan was last year. Can we talk about why are the Cowboys playing the Buccaneers? You know that's that what was I was about so to ask random. You. Do you think that – so you think there was a better choice? You don't think that was – because in my mind, you have the Super Bowl champion, which makes sense. You got a lot of viewers there. But then I feel like the Cowboys, you have the anticipation of Dak coming back, and they're America's team. You know, the highest-rated games in the last few years have involved the Cowboys. You know, there's there's yeah. one team that comes to mind that would have been a perfect um, opponent for the Bucks, the Patriots. Oh, I was thinking the Bills, the Patriots. Yeah, I think the Bills are the so, or the Patriots would have. Been, I think Patriots well, probably would have been the one to go with. I think now, I, now, just, now we got to wait till Week Five to see the Belichick versus Brady matchup. Four, whatever. Still got to wait a whole month. Well, the reason why, again, we were going to talk about, but I, so I think that that's not Week One because you almost know who the quarterback is Week One, and it's going to be Cam Newton. I think the NFL wants it to be Mac Jones versus Tom Brady. I think the NFL wants it to be the next up-and-coming star for Bill Belichick to mold against Tom Brady because they don't care about Cam Newton. I could be wrong. I think I, – I don't know. Who, who are the Patriots playing week one? Miami? Uh, they play the Dolphins. No. So, I mean, they, they could win that game. They definitely could win that game. But then they're at the Jets. And then the Patriots are 
going to play the Saints. The Saints. I'm just looking because when you come week four time, they could be 0-3. And if they're 0-3 and, and now they're playing the Bucs, on, I mean, on Sunday Night Football, there's a chance Mac Jones is starting for the Patriots week four. And you got Tom Brady coming in. I don't know. That that would be pretty pretty you interesting. Know, I'm looking at week one schedule. But these are all pretty disappointing games. Disappointing? I think they're awesome. Well, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Whatever, New York Jets. That could, that could be a preview of an AFC. Like that's where, but see, the Steelers need to try to show that they're the second best team in the AFC. Jets versus Carolina. Who cares? Seahawks. That's Indy, the Darnold matchup. Who cares? Yeah. Los, Los Angeles Chargers. Washington. Who cares? 49ers, Detroit. Who cares? Are you kidding yeah. me? Los Angeles versus so, Washington's pretty interesting. So you just mentioned Darnold, the Darnold Bowl, man. Darnold faces the Jets. I know. I was so, kidding. I was kidding. Yeah, well, I know. I know. I was, I was kidding. kidding. <laughs> I, I know see you what were. You did. Don't worry. I, <laughs> I see what kidding. you did. But let's talk about that one. So Sam Darnold uh, hosted Jets. The Carolina Panthers hosted Jets uh, week one. Uh, how do you think that's going to go? You got Zach Wilson coming in, baby Darnold. I wish that was. I wish that was a primetime game. Yeah, like can we talk about why? I mean, Keenan's got to be right that that's why Vegas has the primetime game that week. But like, well, look at the primetime. What's so game. big about the Ravens versus Oakland that that's a Monday Night Football game? I mean, the, but it feels like the Raiders are always on that first week Monday Night Football. Well, because uh, they're, they're predicting four. Aaron Rodgers is getting traded there. Well, well, the reason the reason the Raiders are the Raiders are on Monday Night Football is they used to have that doubleheader. That's what I mean. Night. I think that's what's it, Yeah, and it, it, it's usually a a a Western West Coast team that that plays in the late game. But I mean, even Chicago versus the Rams. I mean, that's Andy, a good game. Don't even. Andy Dalton, unless Fields is the starter, Fields right. will be starting. Yeah. So I mean, Andy Stafford. Dalton. So Stafford could be the familiar. He's familiar with the Bears. Gets you're on him again. Yeah, you're unveiling the shiny new Justin Fields. I don't. I, I think. I think Dalton. Is you a know. Starter. You know what interests me a lot though is Minnesota plays against Cincinnati, so you get to have Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. That's I think good. that's going to be. I think that's going to be pretty cool to see that that matchup. So. While we're on that little topic here, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase were teammates. We all know that. Justin Jefferson didn't perform as well as Jamar Chase. Do you think there's a chance that they come out week one and they're going to show Burrow and Chase? They're going to show, hey, buddy, this is how good we really are and how good we really were. And Jamar Chase could have a fantastic game showing up against Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I think Jamar Chase is going to be their main target. I love Tyler Boyd a lot, and I think Tyler Boyd will see a good amount of targets. But I think Jamar Chase is going to be the wide receiver one there. What about Burrow Higgins? wanted him. I, what about Higgins? Chase is Burrow better. playing week one? Yeah, he's playing week one. Don't worry. Playing this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be playing week one. So you just said real quick, Higgins, Keen, you asked about Higgins. So out of Higgins and Boyd, who do you think takes the bigger hit? I think Higgins does. I think Higgins does. I think Boyd, no matter – no matter if he is if he's the first or second option or even third option, I still think he gets his targets. Where I think if Higgins is becomes the third option there, they kind of I don't know. I, I for I don't, for this I, year for this year, I think they all take a hit. But I mean, long term, it's obviously Boyd. Um, I think it's great for Higgins actually long term because now he's got another another dominant wide receiver outside of him. Um, you know for. You know, potentially the rest of his career, and depending if they both stay there, how long they both stay there. 
Um, uh, yeah. I, I think my concern with Boyd is that even though like it seems like his slot role might be secured, he's not going to get you the eight to ten touchdowns. So like you're almost requiring that Boyd has to get you eighty or ninety catches to kind of figure out, I think, where his draft value is going to go. Because if he gets that, he's probably going to average 10, 11 yards a catch. So you're looking at 80 catches for 800 yards and maybe six touchdowns. That's not very appealing to me compared to what he could have done or could be. I don't know. Um, all right. So two of us, Mac Jones, maybe week one. You got the Patriots and Dolphins. No. So former former teammates. That looks interesting. It's not happening. They'll, they'll meet up again. They'll meet up again? Yeah. In the, in the second matchup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. That's very true. Uh, you got the Browns against the Chiefs. I'm excited to see how the Chiefs are going to perform against the Browns, who might be a top-five defense, uh, especially when they both have revamped each of their opposing lines. Uh, what else was pretty interesting? Keenan didn't like the Steelers and Bills. Like I said, I think that's a that could be a you know two teams that are really trying to see who is the next t- best team to compete with the Chiefs. And... If the Steelers don't start off too hot, that doesn't look too well, man. Yeah, if Najee doesn't get his 100-yard game against the Bills, nothing against the Bills, but we know they can't stop the run, really. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. The Bills have three of their first four games at home and then three of their last four games at home. I feel, like that's a, that, middle. I feel like that's kind of like a go-to. I feel like it was like that last year, wasn't it? Yeah, they do that every year. They put like okay. – yeah, October, like mid-November, the Bills won't have any home games, and then they'll pack it in December with all the home games when it's cold and snowy and no one wants to go to the games unless the Bills are good. You know what's another interesting one? Not to not talk about the Bills, but I think Jags-Texans could be interesting. I was just – yeah, man. You got Trevor Lawrence first game? I feel like no matter what, you know, no matter who he was playing. I mean, if Watson's playing, you know, you get two of the great Clemson quarterbacks playing against each other. I don't, if, think, I don't think he's playing. I don't think so either, but I'm just saying if he is. What's if, quarterback? Not, you get, if not, you get either Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills, you know. For the love of God, Tyler, Tyler Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. He's still in the damn league, huh? Tyrod's doing it, man. I mean, he'd still be the starter in L.A. if um, the doctor didn't try to take him out. <laughs> the good doctor. The good doctor. <laughs> Um, so can we, yeah, can we talk about of... can we talk about what what's going on with Eric here? You, you know, you uh, would think like us today. You would think we just we planned this like an hour. I'm back. Sorry. Well, he knew about this podcast for about three days now. What time we were yeah, doing like, it? Yeah. And now he's too busy for us. You see this? Oh, He'll get over like, it. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's move on with the show here. Yeah, let's get on to uh, now that we've completed that. Uh, that's that's really kind of what I want to talk about there. Uh, but week 14 buys came into play. Something I wasn't really sure. I was hoping wasn't going to come in because of, you know, just the way certain playoffs would work or ramifications. And just that late in the season, you don't normally see it. I think we usually had week 12 uh, was the last week during the 16 games. So now we get this inaugural 17 game. We had four teams showing up uh, on a buy for week 14, I believe. I got to double check off the top of my head, but I think it's Colts, Eagles, and uh, Titans, and I'll double-check the fourth team, maybe Niners. So, I mean, that's kind of impactful teams. But with that being said, were you guys planning on 
or at least of the commissioners of your league said that you'd be pushing from the traditional 14, 15, 16 week or playoffs, that'll be 15, 16, 17. I believe so. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a commissioner of any leagues, but if I was, I would 100% be pushing it. You know, I know a lot of people are worried about players sitting in week 17. I don't think that's going to happen because wouldn't necessarily be ideal at a, to a you know at a football standpoint to sit players for you know that would actually be about four weeks it'd almost be a month because the last game they would play is week 16 they'd be sitting that week uh week 17 to 18 18 to 19 um 19 to 20 yeah and then 19 to 20 so I mean they're sitting a month I mean, that's just not ideal um so so yeah I, I'd be pushing it and and on top of that, you know for a fact there's four teams on a bye week fourteen, so somebody's yeah. getting screwed for sure. Yeah, I'd be PO if if I if my top players were on a bye that week. What teams are on a bye that in week fourteen, Tony? Antonio, you know, I'm sorry. I said I was gonna look that up and I got sidetracked. Um but yeah, definitely it was Colts, Eagles, forty uh Cowboys, Broncos, Vikings. Nope, that's different. Nope. No, 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 I'm looking at. Got it. Hold on. Hold on. Link up right here. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was the week 14. Indy, Indy, Miami, New England, Philly. Imagine Miami, having New England, Philly. Imagine JT being out of buy and you have him. Jalen so hurts if two, he pans out. Yeah, like Devonta Smith. Like there was two schools of thought that I had with that. I was thinking, like, well, guess what? Like you got him for 13 weeks now. Those are some elite players. So hopefully you are in a position where you don't have to worry about week 14 as much. You know, but, and if you look at the buys too, sorry to interrupt, week eight, they got two two teams on a buy, and week 12, they got two teams on a buy. And every, every, every other week, there's four teams on a buy. Why wouldn't you just? It's really like a bad – did they have week 13 buys or week 13 or 12 buys like before this year? I think it was week 12 remember. was the latest. But if yeah, he got that pulled up, week 13, I'm pretty sure he's got some juggernauts too on by. Cause I'm, well, I'm just sitting there thinking like, okay, so if you're playoffs week 15 and like week 14, you're missing Jonathan Taylor and you got to win to get in. That's going to stink. Yeah, or Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'd rather have that though than be in the playoffs and not have Jonathan No, Taylor. I totally agree. I wouldn't want that at all. Like yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make mine 15 to 17. There's not going to be... I'm not going to let them vote. Pope, it's just going to be what it is. Pope, tell everyone what what your plan is or what you're thinking of doing. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of originally I was going to try and expand the playoffs and make it where it was four weeks, but that was before knowing the buys. And then now knowing the buys, I might just make it like the <clears throat> NFL and just run seven teams, give the best team a buy, and then have three games week one and then two week two and then the championship, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You think you think the person that makes a schedule thinks about fantasy football at all? No, no, maybe. I mean, I mean honestly, you think about it. The NFL, it, it's got to be part of it. Like yeah. you think about it, the NFL makes money off it. They've got it. I mean, they have Absolutely. their own leagues and all that stuff. So all the marketing, it's got to be somewhat put into there. They weren't thinking about it this year. <laughs> maybe we'll write a letter, Roger. Yeah. This is the Dynasty Mafia. We need to let you know what is yeah. going on. Um, all right. Well, speaking of the Dynasty Mafia, you can follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. 
You can find me at Antonio Denisi FF. You can find Keenan at Keenan underscore 716 and Eric at Big E underscore FF. Uh, make sure to check out our website, DynastyMafiaPodcast.network. Uh, and if you're with us live on YouTube, make sure uh, to hit the subscribe button so uh, and hit the bell so you get alerted every time that we are live. Um, tell your friends. Tell your friends. No, but uh, Jeremy, speaking of, I kind of fumbled uh, reintroducing you earlier. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and what you do? If I were in a show, that's yeah, it's all right. You know, more people are paying, more people are paying attention now anyway. So, but yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Pope's FFH. Um, pretty much you can find any of my writing over at the sports gambling podcast network and yards per every now and then I toss some on the dynasty mafia website as well. Um, but other than that, just kind of find me on Twitter. I interact with pretty much everybody and anything I can. So, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Amen. And his cell phone number is 716. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's actually get into what we came here for. Uh, we're trying to mock. That, that's what we want. That's what we want to do. So as I get this maneuvered, we just got myself there. Look at that. We are using Fantasy Pros. We're doing a two-round rookie Superflex mock draft. Uh, we each have a team, so it'll be Eric 1, me 2, Keenan 3, and Jeremy 4, and we'll just go in that sequential order for, like I said, the two rounds. Uh, so Are there only four start, teams? Guys, no, you know, you, you know, uh, Eric has picked 1, then 5, then 9, making oh, me do okay. math here. Nice. Yeah, if everybody makes sure to get that. You know, I'll have pick 2, pick 6, pick 10. So on and so forth. Um, and Are we the picking them as like one team, or is it just like if we're if we're team five? If you're that team, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just picking. So okay. like Eric will go, and then I'll pick. And you'll be picking okay. for that team. So just let me know because I am controlling. But you know, let's make sure we kind of go through the thought process aloud. Kind of let the listeners uh, go to see kind of what we're going through. So Eric, you are on the clock in the Superflex draft and tell me why you're not picking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Tell us. Say it again. <laughs> why I'm not picking him. All right. Yeah. You know what? I am going with the kid, Zach. No, I'm going with Trevor Lawrence. Are you kidding me right now? Come on. Um, <laughs> he's the guarantee guarantee prospect in my eyes. Obviously he's got great weapons. I think too. I think LaVisca is going to take a step forward. Um, obviously DJ shark there. They got two great running backs um, and not a good defense, which is always good for offense. So um, I think he's going to, he's going to be an impact right off the bat and he's going to have a long, long and great career. So mark it up. All right. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty easy. I think where we get a little bit um, mischievous now is here at number two. I'm going to chase. So, like I said, we are a super flex, so you will tend to see more quarterbacks, especially in this top five, going uh, more often than not. But Jamar Chase, as I said last week, as I'm going to say all offseason, I think he's going to get 150-plus targets. I think he's getting you know, nearly 10 targets a game. Joe Burrow connection uh, with, with Jamar Chase is going to come back as it was in college. And I think that offense is actually going to be able to do some wonders. They threw the ball a hell of a lot last year, and they're going to continue to do that. So... As much as as much as I'd like to go Justin Fields, my quarterback too, I I have to go Jamar Chase here. So 
I'm going to pass it along to Jeremy now. Pick number three. No, that's me. Oh, that's I'm candy. I'm four. Yeah. My well, the way I look at it here now, I think the the best quarterbacks off the board, and I think the number one um, prospect outside of quarterback is off the board. This is where I try to trade down, trade down, and get an extra pick, in maybe a late first or a uh, and maybe something else. I don't know. But um, uh, being a super flex league, you can't pass pass uh, pass someone like Justin Fields. So I'd take Justin Fields. Um, hopefully they can re-sign Allen Robinson over there for a long-term deal to help him. I think, Eric, you made a good point yes, the other day um, when it comes to Robinson. If they don't re-sign him, who do they have? Um, Darnell Mooney, baby. Yeah, that's all they have, really, after Robinson. But I think Fields is the best, second-best prospect when it comes to quarterback, so I'll take Fields. Oh, I like it. I like it. So and, you just to, just to be, so even if you know you might have Trey Lance starting Week One, uh, you obviously know you have Zach Wilson starting Week One. Do you feel like Justin Fields is going to be starting that first half of the year? It doesn't matter. So you're confident picking it. You don't care. You're, it you're, it it, do, it doesn't matter. You take best player available. Who you think is going to have the better career? And Lance is Lance Lance, right. Lance is Lance is up there for me. But. This is why I traded out of four, even though it's not super flex. I hate four. <laughs> it's a tough spot to be in. You got you got a lot of good options. I mean, Such an easy Kyle. pick here. It's got to be Kyle Pitts. Um, that's my opinion, and that's who I'm going to take here at four. <clears throat> Basically, I mean, he's arguably – I know you guys were arguing Chase is the best non-quarterback in the draft, but Kyle Pitts is a phenomenal talent. As far as prospects go, he's top-notch as far as tight ends go, and if I can get – 12 years of Travis Kelsey type production. I mean, you can't pass on a tight end like that in this landscape. So I also don't love Lance and Wilson. So that's why I'm going to pass on them. You know, one problem that I have with everybody who is enamored with Pitts but tries to downplay him is, you know, oh, rookies don't ever do well. Rookie tight ends don't do well, you know, year one. But wasn't he the highest, you know, drafted tight end ever? I mean, they're going to use him. They, They decided not to protect their quarterback who's 37 they decided not to replace their quarterback who's 37 they decided not to address the running back position uh at all with they replaced him with a 28 year old mike davis i mean they are very clearly willing wanting to throw the ball i just i think they're going to use pits like a wide receiver and a tight end and i don't see any reason why you couldn't see him getting 900 yards yeah no i don't disagree with that at all i think that he's gonna have a very good target share in that offense all right eric you are pick number five. So far, we started out Trevor Lawrence, Jamar Chase, Justin Fields, and Kyle Pitts. We still have Najee Harris on the board. You got Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. So I am going to go with the with the man I, I was trying to trade up for. I was trying so hard. I was trying to trade Deshaun Watson for for a first-round pick plus plus just a little something else. Um, cause my man, he fell to, to pick eight, but nobody, I just couldn't get any. I could not trade Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson for the life of me. I, I couldn't figure it out, but I'm going with Zach Wilson. He's my number two quarterback. It didn't change after the draft. I think his wide, wide receiver core is just fine. Um, cause I mean, I guess most of that is cause I'm, I'm pretty high on Elijah Moore, uh, maybe a little bit higher than, than others. Um, so, you know, him with, with Crowder, Corey Davis, uh, Mims, yeah, you know, I think they're good to go there. Um, 
so yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm going my man Zach Wilson. All right, so I'm going to be up at six now. Um, I actually I'm going to be honest. I expect you to go Trey Lance there. Well, I mean I know you, but generally I would think Trey Lance might go over Zach Wilson, but maybe not in some drafts if you got someone like you know Eric feeling pretty high in Wilson uh, as the Jets do. So. I think now my hand is forced. I probably, if if he didn't go quarterback, I might have went Najee Harris. But uh, with this one, I think I'm going to have to go Trey Lance. It's tough to pass up uh, any quarterback in a Kyle Shanahan system. And I think Trey Lance is going to be a good proponent of that. Even though I thought they were going to select Justin Fields, uh, I think you know the more you see uh, the conversations they have with Trey Lance, the what they're going to do with him, and the way they want to use him, uh, I think a lot of good things can happen. And it might even be starting at week one. So Trey Lance, uh, after back-to-back Zach Wilson and Trey Lance quarterback picks, and Jeremy went Kyle Pitts. So Keenan, three of the last four were quarterbacks. Why do you keep saying that Lance might start week one? Because I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be there. I think I, I think he is. That's that I was just I was just curious. If I don't you think heard. they want to rock the boat. No, I don't think I, they're going to rock the boat. Honestly, what, what I boat? did, I. I the boat of, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's who cares? Might as well just, just let Trey Lance get him started. I don't, so, I don't think you're going to have I, what, if Garoppolo starts 0 3. You're going to put Trey Lance in, so that, just get rid of him. That team is not starting 0 3, no matter. Yeah, what. but why would Garoppolo start 0 3? He's always done pretty good when he was he was healthy. Yeah, they yeah. went to a Super Bowl. That's an offense that you don't need a great quarterback. That's the key. And, so why not just start Lance? You know what I mean? But I get it. Garoppolo's good, but like I, I fully understand but, sitting him though, just because just because yeah, the little experience he, he has. He hasn't I think he's that's he my doesn't, yeah. doesn't hasn't taken a snap in two years. Yeah, that's my it, biggest take is that yeah. I just don't have enough on Trey Lance, but, and that's why he's my four. I I just don't. That's exactly I saw him run an said. offense that he runs a lot. Like he is, he was the main weapon in North Dakota. He was just way better than everybody else there. It, I don't. I just still can't buy into it. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, but. and you know, Keenan just said it. Like, you know, he hasn't played in, in almost a year and a half. So, do you really want to sit him now to potentially not play for well, two you, years? You want to make sure he has a good understanding of the offense first of all, and second of all, you want to make sure he's in football shape. I mean, they, they'll have some time for that, but um, I think, I think, if Jimmy G hasn't been traded by now, he's not getting traded. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think there's going to be a lot of post June one moves that we don't usually see this year, but well, we'll find is that, out. Is that, the, uh, is that the deadline for um, bonuses? It's the it's uh, when teams can get more salary cap if they cut players or trade them. You got your post June cuts or your post June no. trades, but um, we'll see. We'll see how they designate them. Um, so All you right. are on the clock, number seven, Mike. My, my yeah, friend. yeah. Back to the draft here. Um, so now, in my eyes, I always target running back once the top once the top quarterbacks are gone top wide receiver and then top tight end in this case um so i'm gonna go Najee harris um he's gonna get the bulk of the carries there in pittsburgh who is usually besides last year a good running um team um i think i think they'll figure it out on that offensive line i don't think they'll struggle as much as they did last year um i think Connors was just just hit a wall and maybe hit hit a ceiling and he just wasn't good anymore. That's why that that and he was hurt a lot last year. That's why that um, running game didn't really um, have a good season. So I think Najee Harris will fit perfectly there in Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a good selection there. It's a good selection. Jeremy, number eight. Oh, I'm taking my RB1, baby. Javante. How mad were you that I took him? How mad were you that I took him last week? I wasn't mad because I got Derrick Henry and Debo Samuel. I mean, otherwise I would have taken him. So, you know what I mean? I knew I wasn't going to get him as soon as I accepted the trade. I mean, it was pretty obvious. I just. Yeah, that's why you still texted me. Oh, what do you want for this pick? Well, yeah, because I figured if I could get it. Jimmy, get the hell out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Keenan when he traded for a pick the other day. And he's like, yeah, let me see what I can get for this. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just figured. I I, I almost had something. I had something brewing. I um, had that's why you. Had I had, you're always ask, cooking. Ask Eric Bizzup. He'll tell you. I had something. He wanted your boy that you took. Anyways, it? let's hey, be people real are gonna here. Think, people are going to think we only play in a league with five people. All yeah, right. Was Eric Bizzup. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Javante Williams should have went ahead of Najee Harris, in my opinion. I think that he's going to have a better career. I think he's got a couple years that he can ahead as far as the career longevity goes ahead of Najee. And I think that. The offensive line in Pittsburgh scares me. I think that Najee's never ran behind an offensive line that bad, and I'm a little concerned. Um, he's obviously going to get more touches than Javante, but I think Javante proved that he need can work in a split backfield and produce at a high level. So for me, I'm all in on Javante. So, all right. That's pretty fair, man. That's pretty fair. Um, you know, you still have the top, top wide receivers, Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddell. Uh, both part of Najee Harris's team at Alabama, and you have uh, Travis Etienne still up there. So Eric, pick here at nine. What are you looking at going? You got uh, McCorkle Jones still on the board too. <laughs> I am going to go Travis Etienne. Um, you know, just just what what running backs obviously pr- uh, produce for you in fantasy is just unmatched. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be long before he does take over. I love J-Rob. I think he's, he is very, very talented. But with the draft capital, the talent, you know, the, the chemistry with Trevor Lawrence, I, I don't think it's going to be long until, you know, hopefully they find a trade partner for J-Rob um, and get him out of there and, and just clear that up. But, you know, obviously for this year, it, it's going to be a bit of a, of a split if they don't get rid of J- James Robinson. Um but, but I'm going Etienne. I think he's going to have a really good career and and be a be a really good producer for a long time. All right, all right. I, I I like Etienne a lot. I actually think I think he has a chance as you know going here as the third running back off the board. I think he has a best chance of the three to finish as top one. Um, well, maybe not the best chance. Obviously, uh, Harris might, but I don't know. I really like Etienne's spot. I think they're going to use him perfectly. I really do. It just all depends on if Urban Meyer's system is going to work, and that's that's ultimately. But if Cliff, if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury can make something kind of work, you know, we'll see. <laughs> um, all right, man. I mine's easy. I I'm going Devonta Smith. I'm just getting right to it. Uh, I am so excited this year to have a late pick in super flex drafts uh, in the first round because you can get someone like a Jalen Smith or geez, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith. Uh, I think Devonta Smith has a good shot. As I said, Jamar Chase is going to get 150 targets. Devonta Smith won't get out that much, but I think 120, 130 is very much in the realm. Uh, he's just a fantastic wide receiver. He uses his body so well. I'm not worried about the weight at all. Uh, he's actually my number. Oh, let me pull it up. Number six overall player in Superflex. 
Um, so I'm excited to, to get him here at 10. Keenan, number 11. And my pick is easy, too. I'll take Waddle. Um, I think Tua last year struggled because his wide receivers had a hard time finding separation. Um, so and I think Waddle does does a great job there. I think he's going to play a lot in the slot this year um, with Fuller and Parker um, on, uh, on the ends. But um, Fuller's on a one-year deal, so you don't have to worry about that much for, for that long, right? One-year deal with Fuller. Yep. And Parker's getting suspension. And Parker's get, and Parker is getting up there in age, so I think Waddle will be the number one there in no time. And they drafted him sixth overall, so he they are gonna feature him. So are you expecting this is a two part question. One, are you expecting Tua to take a leap this year for that to happen? And then two, do you think there is a drop off right now after you just selected Jalen Waddle in the draft? Oh yeah. To the second question, I think yeah, there's there's a huge uh, huge drop. I th- I'm intrigued to hear what Jeremy's going to do with twelve, but I was I wonder. I you think I, I think I, I mean I think all all four of us have talked about it after after a certain after probably the twelve the first top ten eleven picks, you're probably looking at a big drop off um, because a lot of the landing spots for these guys. Um, I guess I don't know if that answers your question or not, but yeah, I think there's a yeah, big drop off. So, so yeah. you think Tua is taking that leap though? To, I don't know. To I don't know. I don't know about Tua. I really don't know. I think if he doesn't take the leap, he's his NFL career is over. Um, they gave they gave him everything they can. They got a good offense line, a good defense, a good running game, um, and they have um, one of the best young wide receiving quarters out there. So. All right, I great. think I think he'll he'll be better than last year, but if he doesn't take take a he doesn't have to take a Josh Allen leap, but he he yeah. needs to take a leap. Maybe like a, maybe like a hop. <laughs> I'll skip a jump. <laughs> so all right, Jeremy, how do you feel? Same question. Do you feel there was a leap? Who's your selection going to be? Do you feel there's a leap or geez, a drop? <laughs> so upset with the leap here. I will say. There's a slight drop off. I personally think there's three more people on this board who are much closer to Jalen Waddle than they are to a more, but I'm not going to tell you which more until after I make my selection. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to take Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is my wide receiver three. Um, He was my two before. I dropped him one due to landing spot just because I like Jalen Waddle and uh, Miami a lot better than Bateman in uh, Baltimore at the current moment. But I think Bateman's going to come in. He is going to be the wide receiver one there. And I think his style of play is going to lend very well to the way that Lamar Jackson likes to read the field and where he likes to target. So I personally am not too worried about Rashad Bateman's landing spot. Um, I think ultimately he's going to be fine there. I don't know if he's going to be like crazy numbers but i think that he's going to be a very viable fantasy option yeah he might be he, he might be wide receiver one in baltimore but the one thing that he has he has against him is mark andrews being on the same team with him and and i don't mark, know i, I think mark, he, mark andrews is going to be technically he plays tight end but he, he's going to be wide receiver one in that offense i'll argue it i don't think so i think that the problem is is they just never had wide receiver weapons they had no one 
Yeah, Who was their best? Who's their yeah, Hollywood and ever? The guy can run a straight line. I mean, they, that's about but, all he can do. Yeah, but they never featured him. That's my point. And because they, Lamar Jackson can't throw it that far. Well, <laughs> problem solved. But then you add, you're adding you're adding people. You're adding Rashad Bateman, who's basically played the slot in Minnesota as a 10 to 12 yard guy, 10 to 20 yard range. That's going to be perfect for Lamar Jackson. I I, I, I bet I you wide receiver two I, this year. Listen, Not we have six, two we have overall, but wide receiver two range. I hope he can be there. I, I love Marquise Brown. I am a big Hollywood truther. And then they drafted Bateman. Um, they definitely, in my mind, didn't use him as best they could. So hopefully they do that with Bateman. Yeah. For how, um, how you and I've had many discussions about the Baltimore offense, Tony, yeah, Antonio, but it's it's a good offense on paper. It's a good offense for the NFL. Sometimes for fantasy, it can be frustrating. I mean, they can keep um, handing it off to J.K. Dobbins. I'll be more than happy. That's, that's true. And they said, and and their coach even came out and said that uh, they're looking for wide receivers to fit into their type of offense. So that yeah, kind of so scares me. It's going to be well for him. It'll be a lot of slants, uh, a lot of screens, um, probably a lot of handoffs um, or jet sweeps. But um, I think there's a lot of good things, especially if they use him right. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about another player. Hopefully he gets to be used a uh, similar way. Uh, but let's recap round one real quick here. So we got Trevor Lawrence first. Uh, Jamar Chase went second, uh, not quarterback. Uh, that went third with Justin Fields. Then Kyle Pitts. Zach Wilson and Trey Lance went 5-6. And then you had a running back run of Najee Harris, Javante Williams, and Travis Etienne. Uh, and then a wide receiver run of Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Rashad Bateman. Uh, so one quick question here, Eric. Do you think anybody didn't deserve to be in this first round that was selected? Um, I think if anybody I wasn't going to take, it would be Bateman. And it would be for the guy I'm about to take. So Okay. That's fair. Everybody just <laughs> hates <fair>. Jeremy. No. <laughs> no, I, I think I mean looking at that. No, I, I I'm just giving you a to, like, to add, I no, feel I like it's but yeah, no, I was gonna add though, is I, I definitely agree. I, I think like you said, Bateman, he's not gonna be a wide receiver one probably ever in this offense, fantasy wise, wide receiver one. Um but I and and maybe Maybe a low end too, um, but like I said, I think he'll be more in you know the wide receiver three range, depending on if this offense chooses to finally throw more. Maybe, but I just don't think they will, which is which is what hurts him the most for me. Um, but I had a question. I wanted to ask a question, Jeremy, because you made a comment about not liking one of the Moors, and I was wondering because I, I am choosing one of the Moors, but I want to know which one you think. Um, I guess is on the lower end. Mine's Rondo. I think that for you don't me, like Rondo. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For me, it would have been the three where he asked. I would have been is Bateman, Marshall, and Elijah. I think those three are closer to Waddle than they are Rondell Moore. Although okay. Rondell yeah. Moore is definitely intriguing landing in Arizona, depending on how he gets used. But and I, and I like that because I am I am going to take Elijah Moore, and he is who I would take um, at twelve over Bateman. Um, I loved Elijah Moore before the NFL draft. Um, a lot of people, I guess, didn't like his landing spot, but I, I was okay with it because obviously I'm high on Zach Wilson, um, and I think the combo is going to be fantastic. Um, you know, Crowder and Davis, who knows what, where, if they're even going to be on the team after next year. Um, and just in general. Or even like, come week one. 
yeah. Crowder at least. I mean Davis Davis I think will be. Um but yeah. So so I think he's he's going to be he's going to have a really good opportunity there. Um like I said I'm a big fan of Zach Wilson. Um so I was actually I was actually okay with that landing spot. Um and yeah, that's who I'm taking right now. So mark yeah. it down. I'm uh I think that was a good pick. Definitely surprising going over Rondale, but I can certainly see it and uh so, yeah, and Crowder Sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah, but just to mention why I took him over Rondell. So I do like Rondell. Um, I, I think he's he's just a lot more risky. Um, and on top of that, I just I don't think he's going to get the opportunity as quick as Elijah Moore might get. Because um, I I, th- I don't think Hopkins is you know Hopkins is going to be there at least another two years. I could imagine. Um, yeah, and like I was mentioning, Crowder's I think a nine point four million dollar cap hit this year. So I don't know if they want to be paying ten million to Crowder. We'll find that out. But post post June first cut, but it could be one of those post June first cut that'll definitely help out Elijah Moore. And the player I'm going to select uh, next, I'm certain that will help out too because it's Michael Carter. Uh, it's I wanted uh, him. Jets, Jets running back Michael Carter. We just went back to back. Jets here, three Jets in the top fourteen picks. What are we doing? This is crazy. Uh, but I don't know. I I think I like what they're doing. I have Michael Carter as my third overall running back coming into the draft. Uh, so I was kind of surprised to see him fall, but I think the landing spot's fitting. He's he's going to be a good candidate to get a heck of a lot of touches. Uh, that offensive line they struck gold with Mackay Backton. Um, I think that they've been filling another uh, a bunch of different roles. They've been signing a lot of linemen, so they're hopefully going to get that in order. Um, I don't remember who their left tackle is right now, but I think they filled that for them as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm just excited for Michael Carter, and I would love to go Rondell Moore here, um, but I think right now with the value, with the running back lack of depth, I had to go uh, Michael Carter here. So, Keenan, what do you guys think of that pick? I hate you. No, that's a great pick. I uh, I traded up actually in uh, your in our superflex league to grab him, and I think in front of you, Jeremy, and you were kind of mad. I think remember remember that when you were mad. I remember. <laughs> but then you you got very Bateman. vividly. You got Bateman though. So, uh, yeah, so it worked. Um, yeah. So I want to take back what I said earlier. Wait, about- guys, guys, we messed up. I think. Or wait, how are we doing this draft? Is, is it is it like the NFL draft, or are we doing a snake? Oh, I forgot to mention. Thank you for reminding. We are doing a linear draft. Okay, all right, all right. So we're, we're doing an accurate snake. Yeah, in Dynasty, you know, you shouldn't be doing snakes, um, especially if you're doing it based off standing. That shouldn't be going linear. You know how long but, we did that for? Uh, yeah, we did that for a few years. Um, yeah. We definitely did. But yeah, no. now that we've seen the light, yeah. we have we have got the light. All right. Um, so it's me, right? Is uh, New Keenan pick three in the second round? So, I take back what I said earlier about there being a uh, a drop off. There's just a little slope last time. Now there's a huge drop off, in my opinion. So now I'm going to grab a quarterback, being a super flex and probably the last decent quarterback on the board. I'm going to take Mac Jones, pure pocket passer, perfect for Josh McDaniel's system, um, and yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy with Mac Jones. Was it? What pick is this? Two, three. Two, three. So this is the 15th pick. Congratulations on your game manager. Tom Brady was a game manager for his first three years of his career. He won two Super Bowls. 
I'm just giving you crap. I like Mac Jones. He's not bad. I think he went in the perfect spot. Uh, one of the perfect spots he could go to. Um, he's brilliant. I don't know. I was I was just learning learning up some more on him, and the guy's just really smart. Um, Let's hope he's he got not. his masters in like four or five years. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I got my I, masters. I hope he's not. I got my masters in five years. Am I? You think I'm super smart too? Yeah, well, one of you is making millions right now, so it could be you. Listen, <laughs> I don't see your bank account. <laughs> You're right, you don't. You're right. Uh, pick four, uh, Jeremy. It's up to you now. The last quarterback, went, well, I wouldn't say the last, the fifth quarterback went off the Gordon Mac Jones. This is where they'll tend to be definitely a drop off, um, unless you nah. are a big, uh, big fan. Paris of, Marshall. Well, I meant quarterback drop off. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, They're gone. All right, Terrace Marshall. Good pick. Good pick. I know some people are a little worried by the landing spot, but I'm not. I think Terrace Marshall in there, he might come in and play like a big slot role. I think there'll be enough targets, plenty to go around there to DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Terrace Marshall. And I think he's going to bring the size and be kind of a red zone target. I don't think I'm, I don't don't think I'm worried about the landing spot at all. Now that uh, Samuel's gone. Yeah, I think that the, he is a great I, – I know that some people have kind of been worried because they're like, oh, DJ Moore's there. He's not going to become like a true alpha. But I, yeah. I don't know if he ever would have. He has the size. He has the build. He kind of has the speed. But I think being able to play like a second to, second or third fiddle kind of, I think he's going to be great. I think he'll succeed. He's not going to be a wide receiver one. But in the second round, you're highly unlikely to hit here on a wide receiver one. So for and me, Robbie- looking at a wide receiver high, or a high-end – wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two. So I think it's yeah. possible. And Robbie Anderson is a UFA next year. Yeah, I'm excited to I, – I really like Terrace Marshall a lot. He was my fourth wide receiver, but I love DJ Moore. You guys know I love DJ Moore. And that's where, like you just said, Jeremy, I hope the targets, there's enough, there's a plenty. I just can't see myself drafting a DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall and then relying on a Darnold jump. It's – you know, but he gets connected with Joe Brady again, who he had at LSU, so – uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to see. I really really like him. Uh, Worst case scenario, you're getting Spencer Rattler next year, guys. Buckle up. Wait, there you go. There you go. Eric, two hundred five. So here is where I will take the other more Rondo more. Um, Look at that. Like I said, you know he's not as safe as those as the guys we took ahead of him. At least I don't think so. But there's definitely a very good chance for him to have a good career and be very productive with Kyler Murray there. Um, and I, you know, I think maybe some people might be a little, might take Tony over him. Um, but I just, I just like the, the quarterback situation in, in Arizona a much better than I do in um, New York. So, so that's why I'm taking more over him. Yeah, I don't know. I, when the original selection happened, I was upset because I kind of liked Rondell Moore coming out because he's, what, 5'9", but he plays big. And as long as he's used properly, you know, especially probably be in the slot, um, I think that that'll go well. And, and it, it seems like that's probably what Arizona will do. We hope they'll do that when they draft a green who will go on the outside with Hopkins. Um, so, I don't know. I'm very excited for more uh, Rondell Moore. But we want more Moores. So it's my pick now, right? Uh, okay, so we have Trey Sermon on the board still. Let me just recap round two. Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, Mac Jones, Terrace Marshall, Rondale Moore. So I'm looking at Kadaris Tony. I'm looking at Trey Sermon. I went running back with Michael Carter at pick two. So 
as I'm looking, I know I really like what Trey Sermon can do in San Fran. I think that's who I'm going to have to go with right now because I'm really not too worried about Mostert. I'm not worried about Jeff Wilson. Well, I accidentally picked. But I think, uh, yeah, I think Trey Sermon could do a lot. He's a big guy. I think he could do really well in the zone blocking scheme that they do there, zone running scheme. So, uh, yeah, Trey Sermon, next best available running back. Mostert's probably going to get caught. Yeah, I mean, he's another guy that I think they're just going to let go. I mean, I thought they'd cut him last year. They didn't. Um, you know, Matt Breida went to Buffalo, so I, I think that uh, let it be the Trey Sermon and Jeff Wilson show. All right, Keenan. Um, this is part of the draft what are you where. Ah, uh, man. I'm going to go with uh, Tooney. I just. I think that offense has the potential to be good with with a good running game. Um, and, and and there's not going to be a lot on to- not a lot of pressure on Tooney to be successful right away with Galladay there. And he might be he might even be the third option. But um, yeah, I think Tooney has a. I think that offense could be good, and I think Tooney has potential playing slot for that offense. I hope they give him the ball more. I really, really liked him. Unless he's my fifth wide receiver. Unless Calvin Benjamin can beat him out at rookie camps. Did you hear he got uh, he got invited to rookie Giants rookie camps? There you go, Giant for the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, uh, Jeremy, pick eight. This is Nico. this is where it gets tough. Nah, it doesn't. Nico Collins. I was Ooh, thinking about him. Houston. I. I was. Good pick, Jeremy. I, Nico? I like Nico Collins a lot. Um, I wasn't like crazy, crazy high on him um, coming in. I like the landing spot. He has a clear shot at an opportunity. He only has to beat out Randall Cobb as a wide receiver, too. Um, he's a big guy. He leverages well. He has great speed. He ran a pretty quick 40 at his pro day. And I just think he wasn't used like crazily in the Michigan offense. So that's where his draft stock kind of fell. But I mean, Houston took one of their like three picks and drafted him. So they obviously liked something about him. And I just think he leverages well. I think he's going to be a big red zone type target guy. Um, I actually made a comparison on my uh, podcast and the way that he wins is like Michael Thomas. And I would probably never live that down, but now the hype's there. So, you know, I'll just leave it there for everybody to rethink about how I said that. Well, Michael Thomas was like probably what the eighth wide receiver, eighth, ninth drafted when he came out. Um, in I'm just drafts. saying he reminds me a lot of him. You know I mean? He runs that same similar style. He boxes guys out. He does a lot of the same things Michael Thomas does, but not saying he's going to be Michael Thomas, but I definitely think he's got a good potential to be a high-end wide receiver too. All right. Look at that possible diamond in the rough down there. Uh, Eric, 2-9, your last pick of the draft. All right. Um, is Was this a um, tight end premium or no? No, just regular. All right. Well, I am going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. Um. He was a later draft pick um, in the NFL draft, but I do think just with the limited weapons that they have there that he he could potentially get a decent opportunity right out of the gate, um, especially if this team really wants to see what they have in golf. Um, you know, I think they're going to be, you know, at least trying to pass it a decent amount. Um, 
which like I said, could just turn into potential opportunity for him. And when you're talking, you know, late in the second round in a rookie draft, that that's kind of what I'm looking for. So, um, so yeah, that's who I'm going with there. Yeah. I like that. I think, uh, he's been a really nice pick in later going in, going later in some drafts. I think Sage Surratt, another, uh, uh, rookie that was drafted out of USC, uh, drafted pretty late. He went to Detroit as well, so keep your eyes out for him. Uh, all right, my last pick at 210 here. Uh, I'm actually going to go a little bit down lower. I'm going to stick with wide receiver, but tiny little 2 2 Atwell, 5'7, like 150 if we're lucky, you know. So he's tiny, but you can't tackle what you can't catch. And what I think that uh the ramps are gonna do is just like jeremy said um you know houston had only a couple picks and they drafted nico while the rams only had three and they took two two at with their first pick of the second round and you know i think i was surprised because i like van jefferson but i think tutu might come out and get used in the slot a lot um or they might even put him in the backfield and he might get used a bit like a theoretic was in detroit when matt stafford was there so i'm kind of excited for maybe what tutu could bring to the table um, at least on the road, because you know that they like to run a lot of three and four wide receiver sets. They got rid of Josh Reynolds. Um, so I think he could be a nice a little diamond in the rough late in the second. Uh, Keenan, you got your last pick, 211. Yeah, before the draft started, I had this guy as a top five running back, um, but his landing spot destroyed him. Uh, kind of uh, Gainwell, uh, drafted by the Eagles. Obviously, they had Miles Sanders there. Um, and then they just signed carry on, right? Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. so, so it's going to be a tough, tough battle there for him, but he is the best, um, receiving, um, running back in my opinion out of this draft class. So, um, he could fill it a, a, uh, who am I thinking of? Oh, Himes, uh, role type, type of player, uh, early in his career. And then we'll see what happens with Sanders. Carry on probably won't be there after this year, but, um, yeah, I think it, end of a second round pick grabbing him is a value pick. But you're looking you're looking for two three years from now with him. Awesome, awesome. All right, hopefully he doesn't do much because I love my Miles Sanders. All right, Keenan, or er, thank yes. you for that, Jeremy. Let's close this out here. Last pick of the second round, last pick of the draft. Who are you going with? <sighs> You know, I'm really torn here. I really think that this pick obviously isn't as bad as everybody thinks. I mean, right in here, you have a lot of options. Um, I think I'll go with Diami Brown. I mean, I know he's the top guy up there, but I like Diami Brown. I think he landed in a pretty good option there with uh, Washington. There's clearly no full-on wide receiver, too. Um, Curtis Samuel was signed, but he's kind of like a hybrid at times. So I think De'Ami Brown could play outside alongside Terry McLaurin. Um, however, I just, I don't know. I like his upside. I would have probably went between Chubba Hubbard and maybe Amari Rogers there. Um, but I like De'Ami Brown's upside. I think he has the best out of those three. Awesome. Awesome. I think that was, I think that went really well. You know, just like the actual NFL draft setting a record for wide receivers taken, we had 12 of the 24 picks were wide receivers. Um, so I think you might see that. Uh, I don't think I picked the wide receiver. Wow, look at that. I think I took two. Yeah, Fields, Lance, Etienne. No, I didn't take Lance. Uh, oh, no, no you, that wasn't even you. Don't even. No, no, Fields. And I Lance. think I took two. 
two quarterbacks, two running backs. You took oh, I got Waddle. Yeah, took the best so, best wide receiver in the group. Yeah, you're right. So who do you think was the best value pick, guys? Maybe just a couple questions before we round this out. What do you mean? Let me look at this board and saying, well, that was a pretty good good spot to get that player. Michael Carter. Yeah, Michael Carter. I, I just think, think he's a second pick, second round. Yeah, I think he's going to be RB1 there, and he has a he has a chance to be RB1 at least. Um, not, there's not much competition there behind him and um, whoever they just signed from the 49ers. Honestly, I, I know obviously this class is pretty QB heavy, but I think all the running backs going late in the first is a you know, obviously great value. That's true. Well, I mean, it's, you could say the same. Like, Dev- I mean, I'm looking at Devonta Smith as being yeah. the be- the best pick of the draft, to be honest, because you can get him down at ten. And like Keenan said, Michael Carter could finish number one running back. Devonta Smith could very much be the number one wide receiver. Um, and Amon Ross St. Brown. I and think- this is kind of what I was saying um, the last time is how I'm I'm really excited for any first round pick in a super flex league is Jalen Waddle went as pick eleven. Um, yeah. And I'd be extremely excited to get him there if I if I had the eleventh pick. So, yeah, I think I mean, at two four, there's really you're starting to throw darts. So I agree. I think any of the top sixteen picks, yeah, you're exactly. getting a great player. So, I'm trying to look it up, I think it was um, out of the last six years, the top wide receiver that was drafted was only the number one, finished the number one twice for rookies. Like, you know, like Justin Jefferson was like the fourth wide receiver, third draft, and he finished number one. Um, so, you know, you're not seeing the number one dra- finishing number one all the time. So um, I think Keen, uh, Nico Collins for you, Jeremy, like you said, if Deshaun Watson plays for Houston, uh, you got Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. So it could be a big opportunity for him. Who was the biggest reach, you think? Michael Carter. Get out of here. Next time. <laughs> I, I, I just personally I, I like I like Michael Carter and I like Trey Sermon. I think Trey Sermon went in a perfect spot and I think Michael Carter should go after him but before him. So like I think it should have went where Sermon went should have been Carter and then where Tony was should have been Sermon. That's my personal opinion. I think people are reaching on the fact that Michael Carter he obviously went in the fourth round. I think Michael Carter's a talented running back, but I just think that the Jets may replace him next year. I uh, I think I think two two at well. Oh, that is was a pretty it? good reach too for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the first. Or, oh, sorry, Keenan. You, you know, well, tell us why you think. <laughs> I, I, I took uh, Atwell today in in um, one quarterback league in F four five. Um, so oh yeah, I, he's going very late. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, a big reason I wanted to grab him was because of this because I think he's gonna rise a lot in camp. Um, I don't know. I just I don't see a reason why they would use that pick. If yeah. he wasn't going to get you so much, or at least well to the point comparatively to where you you know other guys are being drafted this level, um, but I definitely understand that being a reach. Go ahead, Eric. Your turn now, buddy. Thanks, thanks. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go in the first round here. High, one of these high picks, a top three pick, I think is is a reach. Um, and no, it's not Jamar Chase. I think Justin Fields is the reach here. Oh, here um, we go. <laughs> it's no surprise. Obviously, he, he was my, my fourth quarterback behind Wilson and Lance. Um, I just I just like those guys better. Um, obviously, I, I said it on the last pod. Um, 
You know, I don't think Nagy is as great of a coach as a lot of people think. We there, there is no guarantee that Allen Robinson is signed in the long term. Um, you know, sure the run game w- was good at the end of last season, but is Montgomery really that good? Um, there, there's a lot of question marks. Um, you know, and and we saw Nagy fail to develop a quarterback before. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't the guy he drafted and yada everything, yada, but everything you're mentioning is short term now. Yeah, look at the long term, my friend. But everything in the short term affects the long term, in my opinion. That's so, true. Was yeah, that true? Not true. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So, all right, that that works. I think that uh, I think that was pretty good. Uh, two round mock. One thing so, I want to add here, I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, Javon uh, Hawkins going up uh, draft boards, the undrafted running back from Atlanta. Yeah, there everybody's grabbing the wrong one. So, who? Which one? Which one are you talking about? Should be Caleb Huntley. That's my call. Yeah, J- Jeremy and I were talking about him before the uh, before the show. Well, I think I like Javanian like Hawkins. I mean, he's got speed, but again, he's another small guy. I don't think he. Well, he doesn't have anyone to beat out. That's my problem. He's got Mike Davis in front of him and Caleb Huntley, both undrafted free agents. Well, you've got the wrong one. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, you got no, the wrong one. You got the third running back. I got the second. Mm, we'll see. Well, I'm telling all of you, I'm going to close this show out because that was a <laughs> uh, that was a great. Uh, We're a great all forgetting draft. about Quadri Olison, though. We are forgetting about him and and you know Mike Davis. Mike Davis could have a great year. We'll I'm very, see. I'm very disappointed in one thing in the shell that my trade did not go through, so I could see all three of your faces alive. I'm very, I, I even threw an extra second round pick. If this was Wayne, to get this pick, to get this pick, to get this. Jeremy's pick. league, right? No, I'm not. It's not Jeremy's league. I swear, oh, I swear, okay. I swear on my. Oh no, swear, you said Superflex. I swear on my kids, it's not in Jeremy's league. Wait, so which league is it? I thought the Superflex is like almost done, isn't it? The draft is, and it yeah. has nothing. It has oh, nothing to you're do. just talking about regular trade. Right, gotcha. but I right. was listen. I wanted to see all three of your faces, but I even I threw know. an extra second round pick for this guy to to get this through. Just I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I'm very disappointed that he. I mean, he's being a. You know what? All right, well, Miller's going to give you someone top. All right, so End we'll take show. a look at it later. So, all right, guys, uh, we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, thanks so much for coming through. So we, we got to talk a little bit of schedule. We got to have our two-round mock. We got to have Jeremy back here. Jeremy, why don't you tell everybody again where uh, they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at PopesFFH. You can find any of my writing at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and Yards Per Fantasy. Um, you can find me as my own podcast, at the FF Playmakers on Twitter, um, we're also on pretty much any streaming network. So other than that, just hit me up on Twitter. Awesome, man. We appreciate you coming back again. Uh, I appreciate row, it. I mean, we haven't showered since we've seen you, so I know we might smell a little bit. Um, uh, either did I, so we're good. That's all <laughs> I get. It's, it's a thing. I definitely know? showered. I love it. <laughs> definitely showered. What do you mean, man? You can't. We can't shower without a shortage. We can't have gas with a gas shortage. Uh, man, we just there's so much shortages in the world. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> thanks again. Like I said, you could find me at Antonio Denisi FF. You could find Keen at Keen underscore seven one six. You can find Eric at Big E underscore FF and the Pod at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. So that's all we got for you right now. Uh, we might be taking a hiatus for a week. Uh, if not, we'll be back. But we'll catch you then. Mafia out.